coming up. And so we want to have, we just want the church to be in the walls because we're the church incarnate, as I said earlier, and we just want to stay within the walls of the building. No, 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 no. That's, that's, a, that's a way that the church boxed itself in, boxed the God in us in because we think it's all about the building. No, you are the building. That's right. And that doesn't even box God in. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, a podcast ministry of Pastor Robert of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. There are some things about God that every believer should always keep in mind. First of all, God is, was, and always will be. Join us for the message series, God Is, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn walk through some of the qualities of God that we can confidently put our trust in. Here's the first message in the series, The Transcendence of God, Part One. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna be we're starting a new message series. Hopefully you were able to download the message outline and have it in whatever format that you, de you desire. And we're starting a new series entitled God Is. Amen. God Is. Oh, there's a whole lot of things we can fill into that blank. And I'm not going to attempt to fill everything in because we'll be on this series for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> or more. <laughs> or more. <laughs> So that's not the attempt. The, the, the hope is that you will have a better, will gain a better understanding of who God is and that you will, you will fill in those blanks as you continue to live and learn right. <laughs> about all that God is. Mm -hmm. But I want to do, I do want to set the stage so that we can have that foundation to stand on as we live with the reality that God is that God is, God is. and our our uh, subtopic for today is the transcendence mm. of God. The transcendence of God. This is something that I believe every believer should uh, should keep in mind, and it should be a driving force in your life that God is transcendent. And we're going to, you know, talk about it um, and develop this idea um, today. And it'll it'll be interspersed throughout the entire series because um, uh, we should see that God is transcendent. So on that note, uh, write this down on your outline. Some reasons God is transcendent and cannot be put into a box. Mm -hmm. Some reasons that God is transcendent and cannot be put into a box. We truly live in a society that wants to box God in. Mm. And I'm sure you've seen it and, um, and heard it, folks trying to put God into a box. Uh, before we get into these reasons, I want to make sure we're clear on what it means, what transcendence means. And so according to dictionary.com, transcendence, um, I have on here three 
definitions. And so the first is transcendence is going beyond ordinary limits, surpassing, exceeding. So God is all of that. He goes beyond ordinary limits. He's surpassing and he's exceeding. The second definition says it, it means superior or supreme. And we know that God is above all, everything, Amen. that he is, in fact, superior and supreme. There's no higher authority than God himself. That's right. That's right. And then it also gives a theological um, definition of God mm -hmm. here. It says uh, of, of the deity transcending the universe, time, etc. So you see how it says, etc. So that's a whole lot of blanks to fill in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Ex transcending the universe, right. time, whatever else he transcends. He transcends everything, mm -hmm. everything. And so we just read the, the definition of transcendence. Um, and um, but I want to pause for a moment to just talk about how God has been transcendent personally. Mm -hmm. And I want you to think about how God has been transcendent personally. Right. On the way here, uh, uh, while we were, me and my wife were getting ready to come here. In fact, uh, we're usually listening to worship music and the song came on, it's called, it was, it's called Good To Me. Mm -hmm. And uh, the singer was simply saying, God has been good to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it touched me. And um, so I and I was I don't think I've heard that song before. And um, so I asked my wife, uh, what was the title of that song? She was uh, you just said it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, you know, on my phone, went to my phone and, you know, downloaded it real quickly. And actually, and, I sent it to him. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. She sent it to me. Thank you, dear. She sent it to me. And uh, and then I downloaded it. Yeah. <laughs> she airdropped it to me. <laughs> Technology, right? Technology, yes. And so I I downloaded it and um, played it on the way here. And while I was listening to it, I um, especially knowing that we were going to talk about the transcendence of God, it just touched mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And so um, and it just made me think how God has been transcended personally mm -hmm. and he's been transcendent personally for you. <laughs> See, God has transcended my stupidity. <laughs> Damien said, I took away a step for you by down to by airdropping it. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Damien. That's right. She took a step away. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, God has personally transcended my stupidity. <laughs> and I know I'm not by myself because I ain't the only stupid person on the planet, you know. And so I've done some stupid stuff. I said, ah, that's, that's not harsh. Yeah, but it was harsh. It was stupid. It didn't make yeah. any sense. Well, I like what you said the second time. You did some stupid stuff because God didn't make you stupid. <laughs> no, no, God didn't make yeah, me stupid. Yeah, yeah, so you're not a stupid person. You just did some no, stupid No, 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 nah, right? no, that ain't what I mean. Oh, okay. I, no, I've been stupid. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's a byproduct of being jacked up. Okay. You know, so, in, this um, sin, in this sinful world, okay. we are jacked up, and yeah. part of that comes with that is stupidity. <laughs> and so, um, 
And God has personally been good to me. He's transcended my mistakes, my missteps, my mishaps. He's transcended. He's risen above my sin, Mm -hmm. my ignorance. He's risen above my rebellion, my defiance. God has risen above it. Amen. Amen. And I thank God that he's transcended personally for me. We should, we need to see what God has done and how God has made a way in your life when there was no way, when you had no one to turn to, Mm -hmm. God showed up in your life, directed you and transcended your mistakes. You was on your way to fall into a pit an emotional pit and a, a physical pit, perhaps you was going to fall into a mental pit, into a sinful pit, a wicked pit, um, a relational pit. You was on your way in and you might've been in the pit yeah. and God transcended the pit. You couldn't climb out by yourself. Mm-hmm. And God came in and transcended your circumstance. Right. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We can all probably say amen to that. Ain't no probably to it. You ought lives, to. Everybody right. ought to say amen to that. Some point in our lives. Amen. Yeah. God has been good. And so we're going to talk about his transcendence. And this ought to be a thing that every believer keeps in mind Mm -hmm. that God is above everything. You know, there's no situation you could be in that God can't transcend. That's right. That's right. We need to understand that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you some reasons that God is transcendent and we can't put him in the box like our society tries to do. It can't be done. And the first reason I want to give you is because he can't be contained. (laughs) He can't be contained. Mm -hmm. Uh, First Kings 827 says, but will God really live on earth? Now, let me pause for a moment for some context here. This is Solomon talking Mm because Solomon was tasked with building a temple. God gave him the dimensions, gave him the total material to use, all of that to build a great temple that where he he can dwell with his people. It it was going to be figurative because this is why Solomon is making this claim, this statement right here. He said, but Will God really live on earth? Why? Even the highest heavens cannot contain you. He says, I'm going to build this temple, but I know it can't contain you. Yeah. Even the heavens, the highest of the heavens, the farthest of the heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. So, Lord, this temple is not here to box you in. You know, and unfortunately, too many believers foster the idea to box God in. And so we want to have we just want the church to be in the walls because we're the church incarnate, as I said earlier. And we just want to stay within the walls of the building. No, 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 no. That's that's a that's a way that the church boxed itself in, boxed the God in us in. Mm hmm. Because we think it's all about the building. No, you are the building. That's right. And that doesn't even box God in. God wants to dwell in temples that's not made with hands, that's not made of wood and stucco and concrete. He wants to dwell in temples that are made of dirt like you and I, made of flesh like you and I. 
He wants to dwell right here. Amen. And then he wants us to take his, his presence and his, his attributes, which we'll be talking about through in this series, out to a dying world. Mm -hmm. God transcends. So Amen. Solomon declares Amen. the heavens can't contain you. Mm -hmm. He's saying all of the universe, all of the of space can't contain you. Now, I, it, this him, him making this this claim uh, uh, was true, is true, but it was more true than he even realized mm -hmm. at the time. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> look what it says here from nature.com in regard to the universe. It says American, American astronomer Edwin Hubble. Edwin Hubble created, you know, the Hubble telescope, if you remember. And we now got even a more powerful telescope than the Hubble. Yeah. But the Hubble telescope was a significant invention that gave us uh, information about the universe that we did not have. Look what it goes on to say. I'll read it again. American astronomer Edwin Hubble and others discovered in the 1920s that the universe is expanding. And let me pause for a moment. At, before this happened, they didn't know the universe was expanding. They thought the universe was what it is. It was static. You know, it wasn't expanding. It wasn't growing. And it altered all of their theories mm -hmm. because they thought the universe wasn't expanding, which they didn't they didn't realize when they found out the universe was expanding, it made them understand that if it's expanding, then it must have had a beginning. Right. right. And, and it must have started somewhere. And that changed everything in the scientific world as it pertained to the universe. Right. Amen. And they discovered through this telescope mm -hmm. that the universe was expanding. And look what it goes on to say. The galaxies were receding, and the farther away they were, the faster they were receding. Mm -hmm. So that tells us even more <laughs> about it, that they were going at a faster rate the further they were. Yeah. This is huge. So that means what they thought was the, was the universe, just say that this was the universe, this, this span right here, and they found out that it was expanding, that means that what we thought may have boxed God in, God was bigger than it. And so they discovered since the universe is expanding, and as I said, Solomon didn't really know how true what he was saying was, <laughs> that no, it can't contain him. It's expanding and it still can't contain him. Yeah. God can't be contained. We need to understand that. That's right. That's right. We truly need to understand that. Good point. Mm -hmm. He is transcendent. He can't be contained. The second reason that he can't be he can't transcended and can't be boxed in is he can't be rendered ineffective. Mm -hmm. He can't be rendered ineffective. Yeah. Isaiah 40, 28 says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, 
the creator of the ends of the earth, he will not grow tired or weary. Amen. <laughs> Sometimes we just need to stop and remind ourselves of that. <laughs> yes. God doesn't yeah. get tired. And you say, I know, well, didn't he rest on the seventh yeah. day? Yeah. yeah. The scripture tells us that he, in six days, he created everything and he rested mm -hmm. on seven. But he didn't rest because he was tired. Right. He rested because he was done. Okay. Right. He was done. He was done. And he rested to show us that we need to rest. The way that we were created was to rest. Right. But he was done. He, was done. he wasn't tired. Mm -hmm. He wasn't weary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to. Re I was going to say we need to remind ourselves of that because sometimes I've heard people say this to me that they feel like, oh, I can't keep going back to God for that issue. Uh, he's tired of me or, yeah. he, you know, uh, I feel bad saying something else to him again about this. I, I've already been there, but God doesn't grow tired of weird. He loves us. So he wants, just like you want your kids or your loved ones to come to you yeah. when you're, they're suffering, no matter how many times God wants us to come to him. Amen. Amen. And that's a great point because that is a, an example of how we, even as believers can box God in. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think we boxing him in to the fact why he don't want to hear me no more. That's right. some box you putting right. God in. Yeah. God transcends that. Mm -hmm. God transcends your opinions. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you. Because he transcends our opinions. Cause yeah. honey. <laughs> <laughs> When when yes. when when you think that you are you are you are hundred and ten percent correct, which you can never be hundred and ten percent correct. It don't even yes. make sense yes. to say that. Yes. But anyway, folks like to use that kind of language. Right. God ain't boxed into your hundred and ten percent of your correctedness. Mm -hmm. You know, God, you can't box God in. That, that's the way that you. There's no circumstance, no condition, um, or situation that God can be rendered ineffective. Mm -hmm. Amen. He can affect all situations. He can affect even that. When mm -hmm. you think God is, God, God that situation doesn't box God in. Mm -hmm. He transcends any and every circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. I had a coworker tell me once, and I think I told you guys this before. They said, I, I don't think God has enough time to be yeah. thinking and dealing with everybody's issues. <laughs> you know, and I, I was like, well, you know, I told her, I said, well, you know, I disagree with you because he created time and, and it just say, for instance, he did run out of time, which he can't, right? right. <laughs> he can't go weary right. and tired, he, or whatever. And, um, but if he did just say he did, why well, he can just create some more. <laughs> just, oh, I'm getting a little low on time. Just create some more with a spoken word. And he say time expand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he don't even need to do that because her statement was a false statement. That's right. And so God transcends all our situations. Mm -hmm. There is not a time where he can be rendered ineffective. That's right. Look what it says here in James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Y'all see that? Mm -hmm. This text is telling us that the prayer of a righteous person mm. is powerful and effective. <laughs> right. And the reason that the prayer 
of a righteous person is powerful and effective because we're praying to an effective God. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're, we're, we're making our requests known to an, a God who can't be rendered ineffective. In addition to that, I like how it says the prayer of a righteous person. Yeah. yeah. And before it says that, it says that we ought to confess our sins. Mm -hmm. All right. So we need to practice confessing of our sins. Mm -hmm. And it says to each other, not just confess it just to God, but to each other mm -hmm. so that we'll encourage each other, you know, to keep our slate clean and clear so that we can be a righteous person. Right. Right. So that we can effectively be a righteous person who gives a righteous prayer so that it can be effective and powerful. Amen. Amen. So we need to confess. Mm -hmm. We need to confess. We need to be quick to say, my bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, please forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. So that when we pray, it can be considered, mm -hmm. it constitute a righteous person's yeah. prayer. Yeah. See, anyone who's denying, disregarding their sin mm -hmm. is not in the righteous um, condition. Mm -hmm. um, you, that's not righteous. You need to get right with God. It tells us in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse of all, cleanse us of all our sin yes. and unrighteousness. Yes, that's right. We need to be confessors. Yes. We yes. truly do need to be confessors. Yes. And the reason that the prayer is effective is because we're praying to a God who can't be rendered ineffective. Mm -hmm. He Amen. can impact every and all situations. I was just, I heard some, I read someone say, that everybody knows prayer doesn't work. Hmm. Mm -mm. Wow. <laughs> wow. And this, this, <laughs> this idea is not of God. It's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's another box that with some folks are trying to put God in is that if, if I, God can't be even boxed into our prayers, understand that meaning this, just because you pray about it doesn't mean God is going to give you what you ask for. Right. Right. Because he's sovereign. Mm -hmm. If that was the case, then all of us got things we want, then God wouldn't be God. He's the one who's making decisions that's for our best interests. Right. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And if God gave us everything we wanted, mm -hmm. think about that. That's right. We can some, I know we can think of some things that we ask for right now that we glad God didn't give it to us. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. Amen. We wouldn't fall into these, these plans of prospering and, and goodness that God wants to take us to, the hope that he wants to take us to. We would ruin our hope ourselves. Yeah. And it's just like a parent. A parent don't give a, you ought not at least, give a, your child everything they ask for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That ought not be the case. Right. Amen. And so 
Um, God is God can't ever be rendered ineffective. Look what it says here um, in Genesis 18, 13 and 14. It says, then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I am old? So you, some of you are familiar with the story that God had told Abraham that he was going to have a child of his own and his wife was barren at the time and past childbearing age. Well past. Well past <laughs> childbearing age. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so God had made that promise. And then this is what it's talking about. And Sarah laughed uh, when, when the angel came and told them that she was going to have a child. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on to say in verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? This is a rhetorical question. It's not, it's, it's saying it, we already know that nothing is too hard for the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And then to prove it, it goes on to say, I will return to you at the appointed time next year. So you thought you was too old now. <laughs> next year. I'm going, I'm going to add another year to your age. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're going to add another year to your age mm -hmm. and, and you're going to be even older when it happens. Right. Ain't God something. Mm -hmm. So you thought it was over now. God said, no, it ain't going to be over next year. And cause God can't be contained and he transcends all of our situations. Even if God had waited another hundred years, it would not have been too late cause he's God. God. He's God. He's sovereign. He's sovereign and he's transcendent. Yes. He transcends all of our circumstances. And she says uh, at the appointed time next year, and Sarah will have, will have a son. And we know she did. And she had Isaac. And you know the story. So God can never be rendered ineffective. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time 
God cares. <laughs> I was just listening to the rain. I can hear it coming down over here. Yes. 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 We're in the middle of a drought and God says, let me bless you. Let me keep life. Let me sustain life. Yes. And it's just giving you an example, right? Um, the heat of the sun and when it's shining right. when you're on a cold day, you know, uh, it's so many things. So I'm just, I want you to think about and think about every day how creation speaks and it speaks to you and you need, to, we need to be perceiving what it's saying. And the scripture tells us that we wake up to brand new mercies every brand day. Brand new mercies, yes. yes. Every day. Thank you for listening. 